0: This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bob Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn along with Mark Hostetler talking about Christmas themes, actually. So uh, Herod, Magi, coming down to uh, see Herod in Matthew chapter 2, I think is a super fascinating story because they saw something in the East. So it's like Magi... Mm -hmm. They're coming to see Jesus. Now, this is going to be a couple years later. So they're not, if you notice, when they actually find Jesus Christ, he's Mm -hmm. not in a stable, he's in a house. Yeah, Our nativities all have the wise men in the stable, which I have no problem with at all because you got to get them in one place. You can't have the wise men showing up every two years in your nativity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, or Hey, this year's the nativity with the shepherds. And yeah. The next one is not a nativity anymore. It's a house with Jesus mm-hmm. and his wise men. So you're just or, trying or, to
1: capture Part of that story. Yeah. You're, you're just trying you to know, capture the whole in, story in that, yeah. in that, but no, definitely it's, it's a, It's not accurate to say that the wise men were there. The Magi were there. No. uh, Because they were there, like you said, around two
0: years later. How do we know that? Well, because they they know it because when Herod asked them, very he was quizzing them on when Mm -hmm. exactly, he wanted to know exactly Mm -hmm. when they saw that star. Like exactly when did you see it? So they told him, obviously it had been Mm -hmm. two years prior because he'll later have two, how horrible is this? all the male children, two years old, none are killed because he's trying to kill oh, the Christ. It is it is it's a, it's a wild, it is a really wild story, Mark. I mean, when it comes down to it. But anyway, I'll read some of this and then we'll talk about it. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And by the way, when it says to the east, it means the place where the sun rises. Mm. And it's cool to think mm-hmm. even all over the world, mm-hmm. the east is where the yep. sun rises, right? And so from the rising of the sun, these wise men come, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So not to be born, they he already they recognize he already has been born. For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Now, when it says they were inquiring, it has this sense of constant. Hmm. He was prodding, 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 until they spit it out. They know right away where it is, is Micah 5, too, Yeah, that that's where the it was yeah. predicted the Messiah would be born. They know right away, but they also know mm-hmm. this guy probably doesn't have great reasons for asking us. That's right. So they he they finally gets it out of them, and they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, quietly getting the wise men together, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Wrong,
1: right? He, <laughs> he, he doesn't want. To he doesn't want to worship him. No. him. no. So there's a there's a battle of kingship going on, right? Right. I so think they so. came yeah. here. They came here. They were saying right off the bat, the first thing I notice is, "Where's the the one born king of the Jews?" Right. And he he's talking to King Herod. I'm
0: king of the Jews. King, yeah, right. What do you mean? Who's born king of the Jews? Yeah. I'm the king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. So
1: so I think right away that. And, and King Herod was known for his cruelty. I mean, right. this guy was vicious, man. I mean, he, King he Herod was. the Great, you know.
0: It was interesting they came out of the East because they say in history that Herod actually feared an attack out of the East. Oh, wow. He okay. was he, w- he was afraid that he was going to be invaded because in years past, the country had been invaded out of the East. So, And you think of where the Babylonians came from, the Assyrians yeah. came from, right? So he was afraid of it. So he built Masada, Hyrcanium, Machaeus, and the Herodium. To in, These are fortresses and palaces that he built on the eastern border hmm. to help prevent attacks from wow. the east. So when Magi show up from the east talking about a king who has been born, it said that he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Like he's, he's shaken, he's rattled when he hears about this. I wonder what kind of a caravan must
1: have been... I mean, was it just those three? Did they have did they have more people with him? You know, you just I just wonder how most many likely people more, yeah, caravan most likely of people more. which right. made him go, "Whoa, there's people!" You know.
0: Well, the only reason we think it's three is because we three kings of Orion are exactly traveled far right. Mm-hmm. You know that yep. that famous song, and yeah. I love that song by the way, but. Mm-hmm. The reason they think there were three was because there were three gifts. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean there were only three people. Exactly. It doesn't even mean there were even three people. It just mm-hmm. says there were magi, plural, two to ten, whatever yeah. the case may have been. It could have been more than ten. It doesn't say. But they say it took a long time for them to get there because once they saw the star rise, now that star, when it rises in the east, they said we saw his star rise in the east, there, that could have been a planetary alignment because they said there mm-hmm. was a huge alignment in 7 B.C., there was something that the yeah. uh, the Eastern people over in China and whatnot were talking about in five B C that they yeah. saw in the sky. Uh, it, it could have been something like that. That was just a, a natural phenomenon because these were astrologers, so they would they would look at the stars mm-hmm. for meaning. These were a cast of priests that would come, so they would call them like ruling priests or the magi, the magi. Oh. So they yeah. were a whole cast of, of people that operated as priests in their own day. And this would be like, you think of Daniel and the, and the people that he worked with and the Babylonian government. And they had the, they were astrologers. They were what they call them. And that's actually what, what um, um, one of the people, I
1: can't remember his name now was actually saying these wise men might actually have had the records from Daniel's day When Daniel actually, Said about the time when Jesus was going to show up to this in right. prophecy. Right. Because the question is, is how did they know this is the Jesus' star, you know,
0: the king of the Messiah's star? I mean, they're... Well, they said uh, that only like when Jupiter, which was they they would think, they would consider, you know, not knowing as much as we know now, like a star, so mm-hmm. they would look at it as, as the star of the kings and then mm-hmm. Saturn is aligning with it, touching it. They see that as over Judea. So to them, that would oh. indicate, that's one possibility. It's a possibility, of yeah. you mean? Yeah. it's a possibility of something supernatural. It's a possibility there's an angel. It's a, there could be any number of explanations. I mean, we don't really know, mm-hmm. but whatever it was, they were convinced. Yeah. When they come into Jerusalem, they are absolutely 100% convinced that there's a there's one born called the King of the Jews. There is no doubt about their faith. They have put this trip mm. together. Once they saw that star, they mm. have to make arrangements. They've got to get their caravan together. They said there could be soldiers with them protecting them. They're Amazing. they're traveling with gold and uh, expensive spices. They're coming all the way. If they are coming from Babylon, that's a 900 mile trip. It's going to take time to plan. 900 A nine hundred mile trip. Miles. It's not something they're going to do. Plus, I thought if these guys work for somebody like Daniel was working in the government, mm-hmm. you think of Nehemiah being cupbearer of the king. He couldn't just go back to Jerusalem without getting permission from the king that mm-hmm. he was allowed to go back. So you don't even know like how many uh, yeah. entanglements they may have had at their work and how much time it takes to arrange it. Which all which all makes sense on why it took so long to get there, right? You know,
1: the right. distance Absolutely. alone. I mean, my goodness, nine hundred miles on what? Camels or right. whatever.
0: I absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But they're on a quest to meet Jesus and they feel they owe him legions. They've come to worship him. And, and like they say, it's not likely they understand he's the God man. That they understand theology mm-hmm. like we understand theology as the New Testament's written out. Mm-hmm. They understand that they were looking for a ruler who would have world significance and a world ruler coming out of that area, so out of Judea. So then they see this alignment, whatever it is they see. They're looking. They're paying attention. They have knowledge, like you said, because Daniel's there. There's a lot of yeah. Jewish people that live in that area because mm-hmm. they have been exiled to Babylon. There's a lot of Jewish people who live there still, mm-hmm. so they know some of the prophecies and yeah. things, but obviously they, they don't know about Micah 5 two. Yeah. Because they don't know to go to Bethlehem. They go to Jerusalem, right? So whatever it is they have or whatever their knowledge is, they must not have had that one because Herod goes and then he tells them that the Messiah was predicted to be born okay. in, in Bethlehem. Yeah. I'm only surmising that mm-hmm. based on how the flow of the passage is. Well, I wonder how, if if uh, if Micah was written
1: after Daniel and how far after Daniel, and so would they have had a copy
0: of that? That you know, I don't because, know. Because, yeah, right. That really I don't
1: know. Interesting.
0: I think they'd have a copy of it just by virtue of the fact that the Jews lived there. Mm-hmm. They, they, the Jews had their own Bible, oh, so yeah. they would have access to it, sure. I would think. But whether what they knew of it, they knew some of it, right? Mm-hmm. So they knew to come. But it's interesting to me, too. We're looking for the king of the Jews. Tell and telling Herod this. We come to worship him. This is what Herod here. Yeah. They're not there. They bring nothing for Herod. That's right. Oh Not one thing. Gosh. They only bring it for Jesus because Jesus is greater than here. That had right? to upset
1: him so oh yeah badly because he 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 was seeking for his own. Right, you know, he actually died. Right, it wasn't the Herod the Great that when he was talking, he took glory no, 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 for no, himself. No, 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 that or was another that his son? Herod. That's another Herod. That was
0: his son. Was a, I don't remember if it was a son. It was another Herod. Oh, I'm sorry. It okay. wasn't. It wasn't yeah. that. This Herod's going to die not long Isn't after. Isn't just the most confusing thing? <laughs> it in the it world. is. Trust <laughs> you me, got we all so the question. Herod, this one, Herod yeah. the Great, is that how he's uh, re, uh, known as? Yeah, or Herod the King? Here, he. This Herod is doesn't live a whole lot longer after jesus christ in fact he dies no he dies and his son archelaus is it herod archelaus takes Mm. his place it says in one of the Mm. christmas accounts so that's Mm -hmm. when that jesus well it's not actually the christmas account it's after that they have to flee after this they're going to flee and they're going to go into egypt because herod's looking to kill him yeah they're going to come back after herod dies okay right you're right you're Right.
1: right That's when they go to Nazareth. Right.
0: Well, right? It's, it's why why we do these podcasts, right? You know, I'm so mm-hmm. we're trying to keep all these facts straight in our <laughs> yes. head, you know, actually. But I, right. I love the fact that they're there. Wow. And if you want to think about life, their whole mission and their whole quest is to meet Jesus, to be able to bow down to him mm. and offer him these gifts. And yeah. when I think about if you want to look at what our quest is, isn't our quest to meet Jesus someday? I mean, isn't this what Absolutely. we're living to do? We're living whether Christ comes back and raptures us, whether it's a second coming, we die, we meet Jesus we're We're living for that day, so what are we going to bring them? I mean that that's one question as we go through. I think that we mm-hmm. should have
1: personal we, application from the story is is man, what gifts? Are you offering right. up before the Lord in right. worship? You know, right?
0: Well, that's what mm-hmm. little drummer boy is about. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like I have no gift worthy of a king, yeah. you know, but I can drum. Yep. So whatever I can do, it's fit, uh, that's one of the reasons a great song. It's a very super mm-hmm. popular Christmas mm-hmm. song, actually. Right, Herod is worried anyway when he hears about Jesus Christ, and and I look at him, he fears he's going to lose power, but he doesn't doubt. He never asks, "Did you really see that star?" He asks, "When did you see it?" He never questions. The validity yeah. of these guys coming out, he knows they saw something. He also doesn't mm-hmm. doubt that the Messiah has been born because he goes to, later on. He'll go to try yeah. to, he'll go kill all male yeah. children in Bethlehem and vicinity, two years old and under, based upon when he heard about wow. the star appearing. He believes, but I think it's interesting that his belief does not go the same place as the belief of the Magi. The Magi believe and they worship Jesus. Right. They bring him gifts. Right. Yeah. Herod believes. He also has actions to back his belief because he wants to kill him, but he doesn't want to surrender anything to Jesus. He doesn't want to give up anything to Jesus. And I think that's the real difference. You know, if I believe in Jesus, but I want Jesus out of my life. I don't want, I don't want God to have any say in my life. I just want to do my own thing. That's, that's not where well, we want to be. I think it's
1: because if Herod were to give anything to Jesus, he would have to give everything to Jesus, and he doesn't want to do that, right. especially control. Right. He wants domination. He wants right. that control, that spot on the throne, so to speak, of of uh, of yeah, Israel. Right. Right. You know, and if he gives anything, any credence to this to this child, he's got to give it all. Right. You know. And no, that's I agree. The problem. He,
0: he's not going to bow. He he absolutely will not bow. But I love the fact that he believes it. Because if Herod's believing it in the story, we ought to be believing it too. Yeah, there was right. one born who was a world ruler. That's right. There is somebody significant born, and that's Jesus. And one of the markers of Jesus Christ and his significance is the fact that you got Magi coming out of... Out of who knows where, right mm-hmm. out of the east, and they're going to look for him, and they don't find him until a star goes there, and a star mm-hmm. goes over to the exact house where Jesus is, mm-hmm. and that's why some people think it's supernatural because, like, more like an angel guiding them right to the house. Yeah, where that's, exactly that's
1: that scripture I was going to ask you about. There was uh, in Luke, if you just keep, or I'm sorry, Matthew, if you just keep reading there in this passage, in verse nine, it says, "After listening to the king, they left at once, and the star they saw." when it rose, led them until it stopped
0: above the place where child was. Right. I mean, know? this would be like our our so, church has an address. Your house has an address. We're 1981 mm-hmm. state route north, you know, route, or route 45 yeah. north. So you, you look at, it's an address. I live at an address that the star took them to an exact address. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it, but a supernatural leading, yeah, God led them, mm-hmm. no doubt. God mm-hmm. is the one who was leading them to get them exactly where they needed to be. Well, it says, when be. they saw the star,
1: right? they shouted joyfully. Right. Like, they when they saw that star, you know, so it's like, was that star a mile above the house? Uh, was it,
0: right. you know, 500 feet? It was was it, <laughs> you know, I have no idea. I, it's, I want to know more, God, you but know, it, let but, me know. But he, they get right there, and they go into the house. They were overjoyed. Like, when it says they yep. were overjoyed, it's like they rejoice mm-hmm. with a joy that was great exceedingly. So not only was it a joy, they're rejoicing with joy. Their joy was Mm -hmm. great. Their joy was great exceedingly. Yep. Like amazing. Like they were overjoyed. And that's why the Bible tries to capture it with those terms. They're just absolutely overjoyed.
1: They they rejoiced. The Greek says with very great joy. Right.
0: (laughs) They rejoiced with very great joy. I love what you're saying. You know, it is because there's so many words piled on to just try to, capture the elation and Mm. let's face it i mean when we're after something for a long time we finally arrive oh man man it's it's pretty awesome to see it you know for me i wanted Mm. to see the grand canyon being able to see it wow you know just you finally there you know it's it's really awesome and you think about these people they're not
1: they're going off of a of a hunch really you know they they're not really positive this is what it is until they actually lay eyes on this kid. Right. You know, this Messiah, this king of the, the Jews, they don't know until they see it. Right. Well, what was the mark on him that they they knew? You know what I mean? It was that star. It had to be. It was that star. It had to be all they... of that working together. Right. In Bethlehem, you know, the fulfillment of prophecies convinced them. Right.
0: This is who he says he is. But you know, yeah. you look at the world and what the perspective of the world is. The world, they come to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the capital city. If you're looking for someone born king of the Jews, obviously he'd be in the capital, right? Mm-hmm. He'd be where the king is. He'd be mm-hmm. in the palace. Yeah, he's good. so there. They, he they he have no to... idea. They have no idea. There's a there's a problem between Herod and this and this coming Messiah. They don't they don't know as far as they know it could be Herod's kid. I mean they're they're coming to Jerusalem. Yes. Yeah, they're coming mm-hmm. into Jerusalem looking. And I I love the fact and I think this is a good. Take away for us, yeah. God is not using politics to mm. promote his son, he is not tied in, he is not tied into the political system. Mm-hmm. He's not Jesus Christ, and not tied in with the Sanhedrin or the Pharisees or the Hellenistic Jews or the Grecian Jews or any kind of Jew. I guess Hellenistic Grecian probably be the same thing, or the you know, Orthodox type of Jew thinking. He's not in the palace. He's not with the wealthy. Mm. He's not in any avenue you would kind of expect someone who's right. gonna have that kind of clout right. to be in. He's in a house. He's in a house in Bethlehem. It's a small place. Now eventually mm. he'll wind up in Nazareth when they come back because that's where they're from. Now they're in Bethlehem. I mean it right. is super interesting to me the the whole the way it works out because oh. you got to go from Bethlehem to the temple. Then you, and that's going to be Luke too, right? You're you're going to go to the temple, and Simeon's mm-hmm. going to see you, and Anna's going to see you, and then it's what right. you going to be. But then you got to go back to Bethlehem and be there till these guys show up. Then you're going to wind up being back <laughs> in Nazareth, right? So,
1: all for what? Fulfilling mm, prophecy. Awful fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I look at them, and wise men, they find Jesus. It brings them joy. They believe in Jesus Christ. They value Jesus Christ. And if there are a couple of things that mm. I look at mm. this Christmas season, what you want is that everything culminates in belief. Yep. Now, there's still a lot of songs, and still a lot of music. If you listen to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you can listen to Rocky uh, Christmas music, which my son just told me about, so I've been listening to some of that. More instrumental, but it's uh, August Burns Red, some metal band. They play a lot of normal Christmas mm-hmm. songs. They'll, they'll play Real the Red-Nosed Reindeer, too, but they also play a lot mm-hmm. of traditional Christmas music and in fact they even sing joy to the world yeah which is wow. you know bow down right you know what I mean it's just yeah. or the you know this rejoice you got this newborn king and mm. you know right oh yeah joy to the world's an awesome awesome yeah song, you know you the know. lyrics better than I do I don't yeah. know them perfectly but <laughs> well, <laughs> the lord or, nor come. any other song I ever sing that's yeah. why they laugh at me and they've been laughing at me for years because I can really butcher song mm. lyrics but it but it was the Christian part of the song you know, mm-hmm. that they, that they have. Yeah. So uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra will sing a lot of songs about the child, about Christ, about, mm-hmm. it's amazing when you're in, mm-hmm. I've actually heard them in concert live and it's, there are a lot of church type themes in wow. there, you know, because even today all kinds of bands are still singing these songs mm-hmm. that have been mm-hmm. written about Christ. Even that, if, if nothing else, you give some testimony Back to the Lord. Yeah. That there's some relevance there. But I still look at it again. I, I've i got to believe in Jesus Christ. I devalue Jesus Christ. Because that's going to lead to the worship and the adoration of Christ. Well, and, and, right?
1: and I think abs- you're, you're hitting it right on the money. Because when you look at verse um, 10, 11, when you look at verse 11, it says, they opened their treasuries and presented them their gifts, right. you know? So what's your treasury that you're willing to open up, you know? How much are you willing to give? Right.
0: Uh, for your faith because of your belief right. you know? and we're not talking money here and I want you to you be aware of that you know when I talk about this no, and, right and I say hey how much you're mm-hmm. willing to give yeah we we tithe and we believe in that but I I look at giving time in the day I mean yeah. I look at praying I look at helping people I look Serving, at yeah. all these mm-hmm. kind of stuff is what mm-hmm. I'm I'm giving to the Lord now think about you know the who do I adore these days my grandson no doubt yeah that's an easy one right so And I think about how uh, incorporated he is into my life. Mm. So Mm. I'll be doing certain things and I'll be, and not just him, I mean, family in general as well. Mm. But you're doing things with him. You're doing things for him. Mm. You're doing things you think are going to make his life better. You're doing things that will make him laugh. You're spending time with him, giving him experiences, right? There's all the, I'll give him wheelbarrow rides. There's all kinds of things I do because it's just, I value him so much yeah, that absolutely. I want I want him to know his whole life how much I value him. Yeah. And that's going to be based on how I treat him. And when it comes to Jesus Christ, you know, how much we value him is going to be, come down to how how do we treat him? Yeah. What do we give him? Like, yeah. do, am I serving him? Am I doing things to make mm. him happy? Because someday I'm mm. going to stand before him and it's going to open the box of my life. And what's for Jesus? Yeah.
1: To what levels, to what extent are you willing to go to encounter the King of the Jews, the living God? These guys, like you said, traveled 900 miles. Like nothing stopped them. They were going to go, you know. And and I think for us, uh, you know. Romans 12, 1 comes to my mind, you know, offer up your bodies as living sacrifices, go the extra mile. I just, I just did a study yesterday on Galatians two twenty again, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, it's Christ who lives in me the life I live in the flesh and I'll live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Like there's n- everything I do now. He's on my mind. I'm thinking through it from a Christian perspective from a godly perspective going, how's this going to honor my king? You know? Right.
0: And you think of service. Mm-hmm. Okay. I You asked me that question, you know, how far am I willing to go? Well, far enough that I'm obeying him, that I'm doing what he wants, because yeah. I was thinking about Joseph and Mary and just the fact <laughs> of, hey – you're going to have this Christ child and Joseph, you're going to stay with Mary. You're not going to divorce her. Mm -hmm. What's what is in hers from the Holy spirit, so on and so forth. And I was just thinking the other day and in the one account, it says he got married. They weren't, they didn't come together until she had the child, but they, they got married and I was wondering how much this changed their wedding plans how much of it may have changed who came to the wedding? How much of it would have turned into town gossip about them? Yeah. No, hey, it's not me, really. You know, I didn't get her pregnant. That's This is God stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And right. you know there's people that thought Jesus Christ was born out of wedlock. You know there are people that yeah. had names for them and had to talk about it. And so I just wondered if, if their wedding was the same celebration mm. that it would have been if this had not happened and that was sacrifice they made in their own lives interesting to how yeah. people looked at them, to how people felt about them, what it did for them. It, yeah. it, it was a lot. And then you're going to go to Egypt, whatever business you have. I would assume if, if Joseph was a carpenter, probably a good chance his dad was too. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe dad's still in the business, just like the boys following Jesus, mm-hmm. dropping their nets. Well, dad's still there fishing, right? You know, yeah. for some of them, you know, yeah. they were with their dad and so I, I would figure you're you're walking out of your family business. You're there's a lot of change for them. Absolutely. And, and so we'd only think a part of the story. Oh yeah. He took her to Bethlehem with him because there was a census and he had to go there and she had a baby in a stable. And let's notice again, when the wise men come, he's in a house, he's not in the stable anymore. But so they, they went up, stepped up a little bit, right. You know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. they had accommodations, whether they rented, it, they built it, they bought it, who knows, but they're there. But I think I was just trying to think through like those simple things that may have changed for them based on this. Absolutely. And Bill, you
1: mentioned it Sunday in your sermon about the age of Mary alone. I mean, not even Joseph, but Mary alone, you know, between 13, 14 years old to 15 years old is suspected anyways. And when you just think about her having to process
0: this, think about the 13 year olds, you know, right now, her having to think through I'm pregnant. 12 to 14 years old was a common engagement. Now you would be engaged. You wouldn't get married. Let's say right that year. You wouldn't, you know, when you're first engaged, right. there was a time when you right. were engaged and betrothed. then there was an official wedding later on. You were, it was kind of at that age, you're pledged to be married. Yeah. And that's where that what she was Is what betrothed
1: is? Right. You're reading you, your, in the scripture, yeah. betrothed. And I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. I think it. But means in their day, yeah they, yeah, they were engaged. They were engaged, and
0: you had it. Their engagements were so serious it took a divorce to end it. It wasn't like throw the ring back at somebody yeah. or ask for the ring back. And that's why it says it,
1: Joseph was a righteous man. He he made, he made a determination in his mind that he wasn't going to divorce her. Well, right. well, that's because they were. He was committed. Betrothed, well, he was going
0: know. to divorce her just quietly. And then the angel oh yeah, came that's in. right, that's right. Thank you. He yeah. was he was gonna he was mm-hmm. gonna divorce her quietly, mm-hmm. but then you couldn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the angel came in and said, "Don't do it." But he didn't. He wasn't buying it per se. Like he knows she's pregnant. And he's like, you know, I'm, listen, I I love her. I'm not gonna make a big deal of it. I'm just gonna make it a quiet thing. Right. But I like how God intervenes wow. and God cares about their yeah. relationship. Really.
1: Absolutely. But
0: you have to admit, you know, sometimes when God calls you into something or some mm-hmm. type of ministry, there are changes that are going to happen. There's changes that happen for you yeah. when you follow God's call to be a worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Right. There's radical fine, there, changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Is radical changes yeah. of your, uh, the time and nights out. I think of our mm-hmm. young families who feel led to lead or teach in a Wednesday mm-hmm. night program. And now they're out. And a lot of these, not, I shouldn't say a lot, many, many are coaches, and they coach, and they're with their kids and their children. And they're playing football and then basketball and later baseball and other sports. And so they're they're involved with that. And then they're giving up a night out. Mm-hmm. They're already busy. They're giving up time to be here. They come and help decorate for Christmas. Or they uh, come and help on Sunday morning. And you think of the sacrifice that is required to truly live for the Lord. And it's not a big deal. I I believe even with a tithe, God always leaves you more than he takes, you know? So, you know, I I think of even in my life and how much I give to the Lord. Well, I still have a lot of time to do projects. I still have time to go do things with my family. It's Mm -hmm. not like... I'm never, ever, ever home. Mm-hmm. It's just, yes, I do sacrifice X number of weeks. I mean, I had to run recently five nights out of seven. I mean, I was right. doing church-related stuff, and sometimes that's the way it, it rolls. Mm-hmm. And you remember why you're doing it. You know, you're doing it for the Lord. You're doing it because that's what God wants you to do. But undoubtedly, there are sacrifices you make to yep. elevate God in your life and to elevate Jesus Christ. And they're they're no different. And the wise men are no different. They made sacrifices.
1: Yeah, Right? Um, yes, I think so. I mean, for for Mary, uh, you know, probably cultural rejection to some point, right? You know, looking looking like you like you've done something really bad, you know. Right. And you know, she goes to see Elizabeth too at that time, you know. So there was some sort of a travel. I don't know how far Elizabeth was from them, but. But you think about, you know, all the things that she's doing. And it says, the scripture says that she pondered these things in her heart. Right. So I just picture Mary as this kind of innocent, humble.
0: Oh, yes. Kind of. Absolutely.
1: Um, man, well, whatever you want to do, Lord, right. I, I'm yours, you know. And if yeah, that's if that's humble. really what you want, you know. And, and so if she's willing to take that ridicule from others. She's willing to. You know, they don't have much, obviously. Right. You know, and so she's she's just making the best she can and if Lord oh. you've chosen me as a vessel, then yeah, then right. I'm just gonna do the best I can and I can't I can't tell you how but many times that's was, the way I've prayed is God. Right. If if you're if you've chosen me, if you want me to do this, then I guess I'm just gonna offer up the best I can she's do. She's you know? honored.
0: Like she's really, she goes. Oh, the yeah. generations will call me blessed. Like she mm-hmm. realizes a privilege. She also mm-hmm. realizes it's gonna be hard. Yeah, I think she realizes both. And and I think service can be hard, but man, it's a privilege. Oh man, it is absolutely yeah. a privilege to serve. I think about how fortunate I am sometimes. Though you get you get to study the Bible. Like I come in today. Oh, man and getting ready for Christmas Eve services mm-hmm. today before doing this, and just to be able to think through and research. Yes. And I, I want to know more. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. hungry to mm-hmm. to learn more about this stuff, mm-hmm. and what What is all this frankincense tomorrow? Let's re, I've been over it before, but I want to go back over it again and just researching and seeing mm-hmm. if there, maybe there's something yep. else I haven't thought about before. And, and I love the accounts. I think they're so special and they're so mm-hmm. awesome. But when it comes down to, you know, valuing people, I think about my own family and my wife, and I want to give them – Mm. Nice stuff. You know, I, I yeah. always every year, you know, I, I love to get my family gifts. Mm. It's just such a big deal for me because I love them. And that's one of the ways that I get to express it. And this year, they don't need to know this, but <laughs> I will open up some of my treasures and and give them. You know, in other words, some things that I have that I'm like, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to wait till you die to give this stuff away? Mm. You know what I mean? It's... yeah. Some of it, if I think they're interested or whatever, something I can think about anyway to say, mm. why don't you just pass this and this, this, and, Excellent. you know, move yeah. it along. You know, mm-hmm. something they'll appreciate and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be other things that I give them too. But why? Because, man, that's, that's how it is. You know, it's family. I love them. And yep. so we value people. We value Christ and what we give. We value Christ by our love, our affection. And this mm-hmm. should be a time of adoration. It should be a time of veneration where we say, hey, he is... Phew, He's up there, man. Yes, he deserved that nine hundred <laughs> yeah. mile walk along or ride along on a camel, whatever it was, or pull the camel along with you. However yeah. it is, they came down the road yeah. and take that risk. Yeah, they, that's amazing. They, they,
1: they bowed with their face low to the ground, worship. Yep. You know, yep. you bow yourself before the Lord, and and you you're standing in awe of what happened. You know, God sent His Son Jesus Christ right. from heaven to earth. Right. Th- that's what we're worshiping. That's what we, we are seeing them worship is is the fact that this Messiah actually came and did what God said he was going to do through prophecy. He right. fulfilled, I mean, hundreds if not thousands of prophecy. You know right. what
0: I mean? And it's like... It's staggering beyond mm-hmm. imagination. Yeah. They say that, that for any one person to fulfill all the prophecies that Jesus Christ did, with the odds of it happening accidentally would be like filling the state of Texas up to mm-hmm. your knee with quarters and marking one quarter with an X and you pick the quarter with the X yep. on the first pick. Now, yep. if you haven't been to Texas, a big <laughs> state, <laughs> like, yeah, I think it, it takes hours, if not a day to drive across that state. Like mm-hmm. for real, it, it's a monstrously mm-hmm. big state. And so there, it just goes to give credence to that Jesus Christ really is Absolutely. who he says he is. But I, my encouragement is this. This week, we've got some days when you hear this uh, going into Christmas. And if you hear it after Christmas, that's fine too. But take time to read the accounts and meditate. One thing it says about Mary, the shepherds come and see her, mm-hmm. and she meditates all these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. Like She meditates on all these things. And I was thinking about I'm like, wow, I love that she meditated on what she was hearing and seeing. These are good scriptures for us to meditate on. Absolutely. So I'm going to encourage you guys Absolutely. and gals, go ahead and meditate. Mm-hmm. And I want to pray for you to have a great Christmas. I'll just say a quick prayer mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll close mm-hmm. out this uh, podcast. But we really want you to have a blessed season, a season of joy, a season of peace yeah. and all of that. Heavenly yeah. father, I pray that we'll elevate you during this time. And I pray that we'll come to, we'll see people coming to faith through this time. I pray for our families. Your blessing would be upon them for your provision Mm. and God watching over them and keeping them safe. And I pray that families, no matter what the stress is, God, that we'll see the bigger meaning of the season and just go out with joy, go out Mm. with peace and be just really showing that to the world around us. And I know for a lot of people, it's a hard time of year. But I pray, God, it would be a blessed time of year. So help our congregation, help those who listen. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a great week.